Pen Queen, it's time for Pick a Penguin! What? This episode, Ryan Breakfast Egbert in Club Penguin, the Inventor's Apprentice. Sorry, what did you just fucking say? I said, listener, get Zen Queen, it's time for Pick a Penguin. It, it was a loose rhyme, but it was the best I could do in the circumstances. Ah. <sighs> See, okay, when I signed up to do um, Club Penguin Part 2 yeah. of Pick a Path, I was actually expecting a little bit more professionalism oh. than last time. Because uh, you're actually a superstar now. That's true. This is our second season of Pick a Path Podcast. Two seasons. And so that's why I'm doing the second book. Because I'm I'm a Club Penguin expert, you as are. we all know. Ryan Breakfast Egbert is the resident Club Penguin expert and the president of the Split Television Club Penguin fan club. And uh, just addressing the Breakfast Egbert, um, I think it sounds funny. It does. So that's... that's me. It's funnier than my name, Troy J. Malcolm. I'm the host of Pick a Path Podcast. And today, because October 24th is the 17-year anniversary of Club Penguin going public, we're going to do a special Pick a Path anniversary episode for Club Penguin. Going public kind of sounds like it's uh, like the stocks have gone public. It's a public company. That's not what happened. It what? was. It went, it went... No, the game just got published online 17. It went public. People could yeah. log in. I'm just making a distinction between, um, this is, it's not like, we're not talking about stocks. No, no, no. We're talking about the video game Like the game MMO was released, like it was Club released Penguin. 17. It was. Should we start it? Should we yeah. start? So Club Penguin, we've got the Pick Your Path book in front of us. Number two, The Inventor's Apprentice. Ryan Breakfast Egbert is going to be making choices based off the options that I give him. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I'm gonna get you to describe what you see on the cover here. Can I say something different? Like instead of let's let's yeah yeah let's go. Where the fuck did that come from? Know. Maybe I could say. Um, wow, Troy. I can't wait to get into it. Oh, that's that's a lot more friendlier and fun. Yeah. Okay, nice. Well, do you mind telling us what's on the front cover here? Well, what we've got here is we've got Gary, the freaking gadget guy. And he's actually hanging out with a purple penguin reading a green book. And he's working on some sort of gadget. And the purple penguin, I assume, is me! I assume it's the audience insert. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not as big of a Club Penguin fan as you. I'm going to assume that Gary is the name of the inventor there on the cover. Gary the gadget guy, he's the one who does all the secret agent elite penguin force uh, missions. Okay, well, we're going to jump into the book. Feel free to add your own foley. We're going to... Read along, I'll give you some choices. You can make. It's a windy day in Club Penguin. The leaves are rustling. The leaves are rustling. Oh, okay. You wanted Foley, bitch? I'll give it to you. You were also giving me narration. The inside of the book actually says sunbird, but as we know, penguins are icebirds. So that's <laughs> fake, 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 fake. That's true, and it's published by Ladybird Books, but, um,. Gary looks like a man to me. And uh, Lady Bird is actually an indie film about a coming-of-age story about a young girl going through problems with her family. By Mrs. Barbie. Yeah, by the per- by the wonderful woman who directed um, Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful lady. Right, so I'm going to open up onto this very first page of the book, and you're going to like this, because Ryan, I know you have a game that you particularly enjoy to play. I'm not talking about Club Penguin, I'm talking about something else. 
you drop your Mancala pebbles in holes. Yo, okay. Around the game board. One of the pebbles lands in an empty hole opposite your opponent's side of the board. Capture, you cry happily. The three pebbles in that hole drop into your Mancala. It's kind of crazy how like the two things that I'm an expert in are mm-hmm. Mancala and Club Penguin and yep. they're both being explored on the first page. Okay, sorry, I'll let you continue. I'm just like kind of buzzing out. Right? Like, it's, like, no. it's like serendipity. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason we ask you, our resident expert, to come in for this. I kind of feel like I've experienced a miracle and one of those would make you the same. You tap your flipper to the beat of the funky music piped into the top floor of the coffee shop. Your opponent is a good friend of yours. She always beats you at Mancala, but this time you're going to win. Capture! Your friend shouts. You see five of your pebbles drop into her Mancala. The game is over. What the fuck? Good game, you say as you collect your coins. Want to play again? Sure! Your friend replies. But before you can sit back down at the game table, you get a postcard. (gasps) Who's it from? Hold on, you say. I've got a message. You look at the postcard and see a picture of none other than Gary the Gadget Guy. Yo. Your heart beats faster as you read the card. Check this out, you say. You read the message out loud. Congratulations, you are the winner of the Club Penguin Invention Contest. Your prize is a 24-hour apprenticeship with me, Gary. We will begin at exactly 10 o'clock PST. Directions to my workshop will be sent in a separate postcard. Wow, your friend says. You get to meet Gary in person. I can't believe it, you say. You feel like jumping up and down with excitement. But you don't, you just feel like it. I feel like every club, well, the one before this one and this one have Mm -hmm. both been about a loser penguin who doesn't have membership and they're a loser playing Mancala or whatever. And then they meet a famous penguin and everything's awesome. I mean, that sounds excellent to me. What's wrong with that? Well, I don't know. I hope I get to meet Candace, the pop star, at another point. Because I assume I'm going to be doing all of these. Because nothing's going to go wrong there. (laughs) You were so excited when you read about the invention contest. Gary announced it in the newspaper. He asked penguins to design an invention that would amp up one of the games on Club Penguin to make it more extreme. The only thing you like better than inventing is eating pizza. So you decided to enter. What? What? You mailed Gary your plans for a freeze ray. You love playing ice hockey. With a freeze ray... (laughs) Wait, what? What's the thing about the pizza? uh, The only thing you like better than inventing is eating pizza. So you decided Uh, to enter. Oh, I assumed like the reward had something to do with pizza, but he didn't mention anything like that, did he? No. You love playing ice hockey. With a freeze ray, you could turn patches of the sledge racing hill into ice so you could sledge faster. You never thought you'd win. You'd never win at anything. Until now. You glance at your watch. Yikes! It's almost ten, you say. I'd better go. I want to stop at my igloo and get the freeze ray I made. Meet me when your apprenticeship is over, your friend says. I want to hear every detail. You got it, you promise. It's a cold day, and you're glad you're wearing your favourite turtleneck and fuzzy snow boots. Inside your igloo, you quickly feed your yellow puffle, Einstein. Then you stuff the freeze ray into your messenger bag. 
Before you leave, you receive another postcard. Can we change the Puffle's name? That's a shit name. Yeah, you don't like Yellow Einstein? Yellow Puffle, his name has got to be Piss Boy. Right? Ah, oh, I see. Piss Boy the Puffle. Okay. Well. Oh, hello! Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, God, I look like piss. Because he's fucking yellow. Well, it, yeah, because he's not drinking enough water. Inside your igloo, you quickly feed your yellow puffle, Piss Boy. Then you stuff the freeze rate into your messenger bag. Before you leave, you receive another postcard. You'll find my workshop at the bottom of a hill, in a place where sports fans can get their fill. Okay, a little bit of a rhyming poem. The locker rooms, bro, at the glory hole down by the fucking ice show, buddy. Whoa, I didn't even realise there was a glory hole in Club Penguin. There is, and that's why they had to shut it down. There's a lot of fucking kids. That's, like, actually disgusting. That is. That that would even be coded into the game when, like, it's mostly children that are playing it. That's fucked up. It is. It's the riddle from Gary. Glitter. You study the first line. Holy shit. The hill must be the ski hill. There are two buildings at the bottom. The ski lodge and the winter sports shop. You know where Gary's workshop is. Snow crunches under your boots as you waddle up to the sports shop, the place where sports fans can get their fill. <laughs> oh, it's filled with jokes, it's filled with jokes. Oh, yes. You are climbing up the stairs when you hear a voice behind the door. I see you found my workshop. Good work, apprentice. What the fuck? You turn Darth and- Darth sounding motherfucker. Find yourself face to face with Gary. He looks exactly like his picture. Blue, wearing a white lab coat. His round glasses are so thick you can't see the eyes behind them. Gary, I can't believe it's you. I am your biggest fan. I am so happy I won the contest. I worked really hard on my invention. So, does my apprenticeship start now? What do I do? Do I get to make inventions with you? Do I... Gary smiles and holds up a flipper to stop you. I can see that you are excited. Enthusiasm and passion are trademarks of any good inventor. It's exactly what I'm looking for, he says. Follow me. Well, you're excited. You, you're really excited about your invention, aren't you? I guess so. They're putting a lot of words in my mouth, aren't they? They are. Gary, you're so good. Shut the fuck up. Gary isn't that. Let me let me get something straight. Please do. Gary ain't Candace, is he? Gary ain't Rockhopper, is he? Gary's oh, I know who little... that is. Rockhopper was the pirate from the Rockhopper's... first one we did. Rockhopper is the one. Yeah. Gary's a little bitch. Gary leads you inside the sports shop. There's no shortage of work to be done on contraptions. Oh, sorry. Or it sounds like a dwarf to invent. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds. It started sounding. It was like, <laughs> oh, what is this accent? And now he's a dwarf. I love it. Keep going with the dwarf. I like that. Oh, it'll change now that I've. Stopped. Gary, you must come into the mines. Uh, or contraptions to invent. He tells you. I mentioned this to Aunt Arctic. And she suggested I get an apprentice. Mmm, Antarctic is another one. She could get it. Someone to help me with my many inventions. It was such a good idea. I wish I had thought of it myself. I am ready to do whatever you want, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> 
Perhaps we should begin with a tour of my workshop, Gary suggests. Then I can show you some of the inventions I've been working on. That sounds great to you. Then you remember the freeze ray in your bag. You can't wait to show it to Gary. But you were worried that might not be polite. You wonder if you should wait until Gary gives you his tour first. Now, Ryan, you're being given your first options. Are you ready? Yeah. Do you decide to wait to show Gary your freeze ray? Or do you interrupt Gary and show him your freeze ray? Wow, these are some crazy options. Yeah, we're starting off on a bang. I think it would be quite cool if maybe I showed my freeze ray immediately. Ooh. Maybe something crazy would happen and maybe he'll get frozen and I don't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> so we're going to jump over to page 31 and see what happens if you interrupt Gary and show him your freeze ray. Though I gotta say... Yeah, please do. Um... Say it. The fact that I, I'm trying to. Please say it now. I'm, I'm trying to. Okay, penguin. The fact, the fact that he has a dwarf voice now <laughs> has kind of uh, redeemed him slightly. Sometimes it's dwarf and sometimes it's just spooky. Okay, put the little book up to the microphone so yep, it makes yep. a flipping noise. Oh, it's so pleasant. Nice. You just can't wait. Gary, before we start, I've got to show you something, you say. After I sent you those plans, I actually designed my freeze ray. It's right here in my bag. You take the messenger bag off your shoulder. Impressive, Gary says. However, remember that this prototype you have made is still highly experimental. Of course, you say, and your flippers are trembling with excitement. Gary is impressed. You are so excited that you open the messenger bag upside down without realizing it. Your freeze ray falls out. Uh-oh. Oh. Hit Gary, hit Gary, hit Gary. <laughs> oh no, you cry. Or, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Where's you... Piss Boy when you need him? Right, you reach out to grab it, but you're too late. The ray clatters to the floor. <laughs> An icy blast shoots from the ray. It hits Gary. Ha ha ha, got him, fucking bitch. Ha 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 ha, got him. I actually got him. You did. You've come into this chaos mode gremlin. He's you? going down, yeah. Gary. Oh, no. And guess what I'm going to do once you're frozen? What? I'm, oh, you don't even want to think about the things I'm going to do to Gary once he's frozen. Before you can turn off the ray... Gary is frozen solid. At first, you can't believe what you are seeing. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm gonna do to him once he's frozen. No one's gonna believe it. Well, he's frozen now. Yeah, and no one's gonna believe what I'm about to do. You reach out and gingerly touch Gary. Gingerly. He is ice cold. It looks like you have made an ice <gasps> sculpture shaped like Gary, but you know it's really him. For a quick second, you're proud of yourself. Your freeze ray works! Then panic sets in. You only tested it once before. On a pizza. That pizza is still back in your igloo. <laughs> Frozen solid. I do love pizza. Yeah, it's the only thing you like more than inventing. It's true. What will happen to Gary? Will he stay frozen forever? I've got to unfreeze him fast, you think. You quickly run to the door of the sports shop and turn the open sign to closed. Clever. 
if a penguin walked in and saw this, it would be terrible. We'd have to freeze them too. Right, and then you. And then no one would believe what I was going to do. This guy would do something crazy to those penguins. Clubbing. Yeah, violence. Definitely violence. Then you take a deep breath and look at your ray. You designed your ray to unfreeze frozen things too, but you have never tested the unfreezing ability of the ray. In fact, you're not even sure how it works. You bring the freeze ray to Gary's desk and unscrew a tiny panel that opens up the inner compartment. There is a tangle of coloured wires in there. Yellow, green, red and blue. Theoretically, the freezing will reverse if you switch around the wires that made Gary freeze. Think, 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 you tell yourself. You know the yellow and green wires work together, but so do the red and blue wires. You know you need to switch two of the wires, but which two should you switch? I literally have zero prior knowledge to this. I'm not actually this penguin. I didn't program this machine. This isn't fair. Do you switch the red and blue wires, or do you switch the yellow and green wires? Is there just a little lever that says kill mode? No, it's, it's just uh, swapping one of these two sets of wires. That's shit. Yeah? Who wrote this book? Our good friend Tracy West who wrote the first one. No, fucking Tracy West, you coward. This is a <laughs> bad choice. This is a bad choice. Tracy West? Okay. Maybe it's something that happened can in I pitch Club something Penguin to you right, the game. Can I pitch something to you right now? Please. If we can contact Tracy West, can we do a tell-all interview with her and ask her why she's done what she's done? Well, we'll try and get Tracy on the line at the end of the episode, but uh, stay tuned Dude, that, that would be crazy if we could get a call from Tracy West at the end. I mean, hopefully she hasn't heard the first episode of this Club Penguin Pick Apart series. She has. I sent it to her. Oh no. Um, but what are you going to do, Ryan? You're going to swap the red and blue wires or the yellow and green wires. I'm going to say yellow and green. Ooh, okay. Well, we'll swing over to page 74 just to make a reaction. I do like that the choice is you can either go to page 47 or 74, which are, of course, the reverse numbers of one another. We're off to 74. Have you seen that guy on... Oh, sorry, we're into book flipping noise. That's fine, that's fine. Have you seen that guy on TikTok who, like people will comment and they'll be like can you draw freddy fazbear and he'll be like no i can't draw freddy fazbear but i can draw a 74 and then he draws a 74 and then he turns it into freddy fazbear oh that's very cool no i haven't seen that check him out on tiktok guys (laughs) you decide to switch the yellow and green wires you carefully make the switch then you close up the compartment and waddle over to gary here goes you say you aim the ray at him and turn it on Zap! This time, a red light shoots out from the freeze ray. Oh, that's the kill ray. Let's go. It works. Gary quickly unfreezes. A puddle of water forms at his feet. I wish it was a puddle of blood. Gary adjusts his glasses. (laughs) Fascinating, he says. I could certainly use a cup of coffee to warm me up. What the (laughs) fuck? His ex has changed. He's not a dwarf anymore. Okay. He's a cowboy now. You're not angry? You ask, relieved. The foundation of invention is trial and error, Gary says. I am happy to be a test subject in the name of science. And now perhaps 
you can return the favor for me. Anything you say, Gary, <laughs> you reply. Literally such a cuck. <gasps> Excellent, Gary says. He waddles over to the back wall of the sports shop, and you follow him. Blueprints of Gary's inventions are tacked to the wall. He stops next to a big object, hidden under a blue sheet. He pulls it off, and there is a tall metal box underneath. A curtain covers the opening. It almost looks like one of those booths at the train station. Oh, booth the clown at the train station. Look alike. Contest. Let's go. <laughs> Let's not go. Oh, okay, we won't. I don't want to go. Instead, it looks like one of those booths at the train station that you enter to get your picture taken. What is that? You ask. This is the Time Machine 3000. Ah, uh, that's the one the Jonas Brothers used. It's true when they went to the year 3000. Yeah, that's their song. They wrote it. <laughs> Gary says proudly. I have been working on it for quite a long time, but I need help testing it. I can work the machine, but I need someone to do the actual time traveling. Oh, me, me, me you say, waving your flipper. Then I shall let you decide, Gary says. Would you like to visit the future or the past? You have to think about that. If you go to the past, you'll get to see things on Club Penguin that you have missed. But if you go to the future, you may get a glimpse of parties and games before any other penguin around. Now, I'm hoping that Tracy West, you know, has done her research and, like, if you go to the past, you do see things that happened, you know, I mean, between October 24th, when the game originated 17 years ago from now. 2005. Yeah, thank you. Expert, Ryan Breakfast Eggbert there, yeah. Penguin Egg. Um, and, but if you go to the future, what happens if it's like, yeah, the server got discontinued yeah, and you're Club just... Yeah, Penguin Island. We yeah. We the spin-off game. Um, I'm really sorry, I got really distracted at the thought of, we talked about the Jonas Brothers mm. earlier. Yeah, um, and the song they wrote. See, this is what I'm talking about. They didn't write the song, it's a cover, right? Year 3000? No, I'm pretty sure they wrote it. No, stop, because this is part of what I'm saying. Oh, okay. They covered the song, and in the original song... So you want song, me to stop gaslighting you? Yes, okay. 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 Yes, we'll, please. We'll give it a go. In the original song, they say your great-great-great-granddaughter is pretty fine. Pretty fine. As in, like, I'm gonna fuck your granddaughter, you piece of shit. And I think <laughs> that's pretty epic. But in the Jonas Brothers version, mm, they Joe say Bros, Bros. your great-great-great-granddaughter is doing, doing fine. Yeah, yeah, As yeah. in, she's like, yeah, you know, she's having a great life. Getting fucked by the original artists. It's the same granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's the same granddaughter. They're both talking to Gary the Gadget uh, guy. I hope she's alright after, after she gone got through fucked by that band. That band, that good old band we all know and love. That band that we can remember the name on came in and fucked her. And now Jonas Brothers are like, oh my god, are you okay? And she's like, like yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing, fucking fine. I'm doing fine. Of course I'm good. Hell yeah. So, the Joe Bros and that original band that we know and love, they were obviously the first people to use Gary the Gadget Guy, Penguin's Time Machine. So wait, am I going to the future or the past? That's that the my... question you've been okay. posed. Pose. Ryan Murphy. Ryan Ooh. Murphy had a show called Pose. It was, I watched the first season, it was pretty good. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. This is a common time travel this conundrum. This is a hard one because dinosaurs are kind of cunt. Mm, 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 well, mm. kind of cloaca, I should say. 
They're serving <laughs> cloaca on the runway, shitting and pissing at the same hole. I don't even want to know what cloaca would stand for in the RuPaul's Drag Race of terminologies. Leave Charisma. a comment, Tracy West. <laughs> Yeah, so I think we're dinosaurs. going to the fucking future. Whoa. I want to see a robot penguin, and I want to see it now. Okay, Ro Penguin, let's go. Ro Penguin, we're going to the future. Yeah, we're going to page 24. Oh my god, I've just noticed that when you flip the book, similar to an Animorphs book, how it has the person Animorph from a human into the animal, in this one, at the top corner of the book, when you flip it, there's a wrench, like... Turning. Wait, a... it does it at the bottom too. Oh my gosh, it's, it's just covered. That's it's, it's beautiful. Oh, look, that's Whoa. actually really cool. It's yeah. like a little rocket taken off and Gary's like, help, thank and God. And the rocket takes off without him. That's really cool. That's okay, we're going to page cool. 24. Tracy West had nothing to do with that though. A recurring theme in these podcasts is people being mean to uh, authors. Uh, next episode coming out will be the Halloween one and you don't even want to believe what Tom says about the author of that book. And after Tom froze that <laughs> author, shit, son, it got fucking real. Send me to the future, you say boldly. I want to go where no penguin has gone before, you say, touching Gary's chin. If Club Penguin was still around, you know how Doctor Who got bought by Disney? Yeah. They probably would have done a Doctor Who crossover and we could have gone to Gallifrey. I mean, I'm not a pet Club Penguin expert, but I do believe there is a Doctor Who reference. There's a few Easter eggs oh, in Club course. Penguin, but it would have been cool to see a full crossover. In RuneScape, there's actually a, um, a uh, Doctor Who crossover as well. well. Which has to, no, hold on, it has to do with penguins you're as well. Because right, it it's part of the Penguin quest. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, the crossover is Whoa. crazy. I hope However, I got a RuneScape. I hope Maybe that, that's where I'm going. Maybe if we get a RuneScape Choose Your Own Adventure novel, we'll oh, do that. Jagex, make a RuneScape Choose Your Own Adventure novel. We'll clip that line and send it to them, just so they know. Will you kill a cow or a goblin? Oh. <laughs> Gary opens the curtain. Please step inside. You obey. The walls inside the booth are lined with twisted tubes filled with neon-coloured liquid. Cool, you say. Then you have a thought. Hey, has this ever been tested before? Yes, Gary says. Rich coming from me when I just literally used something that hadn't been tested before on Gary. That's literally true. Stupid purple bitch. And then Gary (laughs) says... I need to watch my language. I'm really sorry, everyone. I'm really sorry. You know what? Who I'm really sorry to? Tracy West. Emma. Emma editing this, I'm sorry. Shout out to Emma Maguire for editing the monstrosities that I send her so that they have all of the beautiful sound effects and music. I'm saying a lot of bad words. That's true. But also, f- <laughs> And then Gary says, But not with anything alive. But not. But not. Yeah, he's never tested. He's tested the machine, but not with anything alive. That doesn't sound promising, but you're not about to back out. Gary closes the curtain. I will program your coordinates using a wireless control panel, he tells you. Then I will activate the machine. You hear Gary fidget with the control panel. Then he begins a countdown. Three, two, one. The machine begins to shake. The liquid in the tubes begins to swish and swirl. Then it starts to glow. 
The glowing neon light spirals around the tiny booth, making you dizzy. There is a faint buzzing in your ears. The next thing you see is a strange tunnel of dim light opening up in front of you. Out of nowhere, without warning, you feel yourself being sucked inside. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, everything stops. You blink and realize you are inside the machine, but everything's quiet. Your journey must be over. You step through the curtain. You are back in Gary's workshop, and Gary is standing right in front of you. Greetings, you tell him. I am a penguin traveler from the past. Yes, I know, he says. Your test was successful. Welcome to the future. Awesome, you say. So what's new on Club Penguin? Any new igloo designs? Is there a cool new party going on? Gary chuckles. I am afraid you have only traveled 23 hours into the future. Boo. Oh no, you know what that means. What? Well, your apprenticeship is over. It's 24 hours long. What the hell? Things are very much the same as yesterday, except that you probably have a very hungry puffle named Piss Boy waiting for you in your igloo. Oh, I forgot about Piss Boy. I'd better get home and feed it, you say. Wait, Gary exclaims, before you go, have this. What do you give me, Gary? What do you give me? Gary waddles over to his desk and reaches into a drawer. He takes something out and hands it to you. Here, he says, a token <laughs> of my thanks. He's turned into a creature. You look down and see a certificate in your hand. <gasps> a certificate. It reads, Official Inventor's Apprenticeship. You feel better already. You can't wait to hang it up in your igloo and show all of your friends. The end. What? Oh, shit. That was the end of your apprenticeship. Tracy you did it. Wester. You did it. Ugh, Tracy. You completed your inventor's apprenticeship, which is the title of the show. That's book, so fucking basically. boring. Oh, come have an apprenticeship. Oh, I did it. Well done. That's it? Okay, cool. I don't yeah. need to go get to play Mancala again. No, you kind of had like a run-of-the-mill, like right mid. down the middle boring adventure you that just kind mid. of went there went into the future by 23 hours and finished that shit yeah so that would be so, a real disappointing way to end the episode so thankfully we are going to give you a second life in the good, second pick that. your path book of club penguin but listen tracy west yes why yeah, that's a good question. That Just is why? such a good question. Why would you punish people wanting to look forward to the future? And, and you want them to choose the past one because, oh, he's a dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> I'm going back to the past. Well, I mean, I'll quickly run you through the options you were given. You can do that. But I'm going back to the past. Okay, well, in your first options, you had to choose between showing Gary your freeze ray... Uh, interrupting... Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> your first set of options was whether you waited to show Gary or interrupted him. What was the second one? Whether you chose the red and blue wires or the yellow and green wires. 
Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then finally, mm. you got to choose whether to go to the future or the past. True. I guess the re- the yellow and green wires worked and unfroze Gary. But what if the blue and the red ones mm. are the ones that are going to kill him once and for all? Whoa. But maybe going to the part... Mm, I just feel like it's going to be like, oh, a dinosaur comes and it's scary. <laughs> Let's do it. And if it's that, you have to give me another life. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've never given anyone a third life on Pick a Path. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you've never done two at Club Penguin. Pick a Penguins, have you? No. And you are officially the second guest to return to Pick a Path podcast after Jules Daniel did two episodes in season one. You've done an episode in season one and this is your season two episode. Yeah, I could. I guess you could say I'm quite popular in the Pick a Path world. So you're, you're choosing to go to the past or are you choosing to swap the wires? I'm going to go to the past because I want to see if it's like, there's a dinosaur and it's scary. Yeah, that's fair enough. What if it's like you go back to before you invented the freeze ray and you don't win the contest? <laughs> oh, great. Well, we're going to go to page 65 and find out. Or I go back and I can win the game of Mancala, maybe. Oh. You know you miss some great Club Penguin parties and events, and you'd love to see them. I'd like to go back to the past, you say. Excellent choice, Gary agrees. In that case, I have a special task for you. Some time ago, I was in the coffee shop working on plans for a new invention. When I left the shop, I absentmindedly left my notebook behind. When I returned to look for it, it was gone. I would like to send you back to the very day I lost that notebook. I need you to go to the coffee shop and retrieve it for me bit of dwarf there at the end for you yeah the accent's all over the place he's an inventor can you like completely change it right now will do you say he opens the curtain and you step (laughs) inside he doesn't have a dialogue line i can't the walls are lined with twisting tubes filled with neon colored liquid there is a lever hanging down from the ceiling I will send you back in time to approximately 30 minutes before I left the coffee shop. Fucking Gary says. hell. After you retrieve the notebook, come back <laughs> to the time machine. I'm so sorry. And pull the lever. I'm sorry, you should read that bit again, I'm sorry. You just went from the, you changed the voice slightly, then you're like, fuck this, and you went back to the other one. Yeah, it was a little bit hard on the, uh, Maybe do like a nerd, like a Poindexter voice. Oh, we're so far through the book. My voice is disappearing, but I'm getting there. It's okay. You got this. After you retrieve the notebook, come back to the machine and pull the lever. Roger, you say. You are so excited you forget Gary's name is Gary. Call him Roger. (laughs) Gary closes the curtain and the machine begins to shake. The liquid in the tubes glows brightly. There is a faint buzzing in your ears. The next thing you see is a strange tunnel of dim light opening up in front of you. Out of nowhere, without warning, you feel yourself being sucked inside. Oh, yeah. It's almost like we're repeating ourselves too. You blink and see that everything is quiet and calm. You open the curtain and step outside. You are in the town center. The machine seems to have worked. Then you notice a group of penguins walking past you. They are all wearing red and orange Hawaiian lace. <gasps> hey, where did you get those? You ask. 
They're free down at the dock. One of the penguins replies. No way. Can you believe it? Says another penguin. <laughs> it's the middle of winter and there's a big luau going on. The winter luau of 2006? You've heard about it and read about it. You always wished you could go. We're heading back to the dock right now. Says one of the penguins. Do you want to come with us? Gary did say you had 30 minutes to get the notebook. That's plenty of time to dash to the dock and get a free lay, isn't it? A free lay. Yeah, you're gonna get laid for free. That's what this fucking penguin needs. So, are you going to go straight to the coffee shop, or are you going to dash down to the dock? I'm feeling inclined to go to the dock. Now listen here, listen. I'm listening. This is why Gary is a little bitch. <laughs> also, first of all, well done Tracy West, there was not a scary dinosaur. There wasn't. But this is actually more boring, so also fuck you Tracy West. Anyway. Sure, you tell the penguin. I'll come, but we have to be quick. I have to be somewhere. You rush down to the dock as fast as you can. You take your lay and put it on. You are so happy. You can't wait to show your friends when you get back home. You thank the group of penguins and hurry off. You are heading back to the coffee shop when you hear some festive Hawaiian music. I still have plenty of time, you think. So you head towards the sound. You see a group of penguins playing limbo. You always wanted to dance under a pole and see how low you can go. A little limbo won't slow you down. But you get caught up in the excitement of the party. By the time you remember your mission, it's too late. You run to the coffee shop and don't see Gary there. You flag down a waiter. Excuse me, was Gary the gadget guy just here? You ask. Sure was, the penguin replies. Did you see him leave a notebook behind? You ask. Gary already came back and asked me, the waiter reports. We looked everywhere, but it's not here. You feel terrible. You have failed your mission. You head back to the time machine, but it's gone. You notice some penguins nearby. Hey, did you see a big machine sitting here? You ask. Yeah, it was weird. One of them answers. <gasps> some pink penguin stepped inside and a few seconds later it vanished. Pink? You groan. Someone else is using the time machine. You are trapped in the past. Maybe it won't be so bad. You'll get to do a lot of things that you missed. You just hope that somebody will take care of your puffle, piss boy, while you're gone. No, piss boy dies of starvation. The end. No fucking way. Yeah way, you're trapped in the past with no way of getting back to the future other than riding out that long, long time. 44 minutes? And it will be cut down it's to even less. It's got to be cut less. even less than that. It's just a quick little... That's crazy. Club Penguin anniversary That's episode. That's insane. Tracy Wester. Last time, on a pirate ship, mm -hmm. went to visit turtles, had you a did. fantastic sea voyage yeah. time. This time, oh, go to the future? Oh, that's fun. Missed my apprenticeship. Cool. Go to the past? No dinosaur. Thanks, Tracy. Over <laughs> it over it yeah you say you're over it however if i was to invite you ryan breakfast egg bird back 
I see Ig Bird. Haha, <laughs> Club Ig Penguin. Ig Bird. Would you return for Club Penguin? Pick your par three if I was to procure it. You know what? What? I don't even want to believe what you would do if you were to freeze you me right now. You don't even want to believe the things I'd do to be in Pick Your Penguin 3. Okay, well, we'll see. And if you enjoyed this episode of Ryan Breakfast Egbert in Club Penguin The Inventor's Apprentice, please make sure you leave a review at Pick a Path Podcast, like the YouTube video, subscribe, anything you can do to help us out, and we'll see if we can get Ryan back here for Club Penguin Pick Your Path 3. If you guys think we should make, like, a Discord and all play Club Penguin together at some point, let me know. Um... Also, I have a little thing that I like to do, whereas I like to say fuck, the word fuck, and I like to extend it and try and get people to, like, try and survive the Mm -hmm. whole fuck. It's a little thing, so you can look at that if you want. I will link that down below. Can you survive the whole fuck? A beautiful audio podcast by Ryan Breakfast Egbert, available where all good and bad podcasts can be found, including Audible. Yeah, I've got an Audible deal, guys. It's pretty serious. It's pretty serious. It's I wonder if you can get those on Audible, the Club Penguin Pick Your Path series. I haven't looked into the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Audio Maybe books. Tracy West herself reads them. Well, I can tell you what she sounds like because our phone, our mutual phone that we share is going off and Tracy West is calling us right now. Wait, what? She is calling us right now, but... In order to answer the phone, we're going to hang out. have to hang up this recording. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to Pick a Path Podcast. Holy shit, Tracy West actually is calling you. I'm Troy J. Malcolm. This has been Ryan Breakfast Egbert. Wait, what? She's actually called... Wait, what? We've got to go and talk to Tracy West about Club Penguin and Pick oh Your Path. Do you think she's mad? No, I think she's happy. Do you think she's mad? I think she's asking to be in the third episode alongside you or replacing you. We'll see. Go! <laughs> Thanks and goodbye. We'll see you on Halloween for the next episode of Pick a Path Podcast. It's a Halloween special starring Tom Collins. Tom Collins stole my Halloween special because the Club Penguin one was technically Halloween last year. Tom Collins, I'm calling you out. Oh no. 1v1 Club Penguin Mancala in the private Discord server. Let's actually go. Tom Collins calling you out now. Wow. And we won't have him on Oh You Made Me Giggle. Bitch. Thanks for listening. Bye. Where's your Sonic episode, Tom? Oh, where's your Sonic episode? How was that? Bitch. Fucking bitch. Bye.